No Dunks is brought to you by GameTime, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Ticket prices drop right before the game starts, and because GameTime tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, they're able to show you the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. Guys, every year I say this to myself, this is the season I'm going to get into the NFL. (laughs) Especially now that I live in a city that has a team. On the Game Time app right now, Falcons tickets are as low as $26, and they could still go lower. I have no excuse, except that I'm stuck in Canada. But mark my <laughs> words, when I get back to Atlanta, I will be purchasing Atlanta Falcons tickets with my Game Time app because this is the year I'm getting into football. It's a good time to get in, right? <laughs> totally. The Game Time app is simple, quick, and easy to navigate. Download the Game Time app in the Google Play or App Store now and score last minute deals on tickets up to 60% off. Well, uh, I'm here in the freezing cold getting free chicken sandwiches because the food tastes great. It's chicken. I like fried chicken. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks podcast on the Athletic Network. I'm Jay Skeets. Alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. Hey, everybody. What's up, Tassie? We got the bearded one, Trey Kirby. Hey, hey, yo. The international man of mystery, taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friends. And making the magic happen live from beautiful Bowmanville, Ontario. It's JD. How's it going, eh? There he is. Hey, guys. Happy hump day. Happy Wednesday. Follow us on social media, Twitter and Instagram, at No Dunks Inc. You know we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash No Dunks Inc. Well, I guess it's official. We're now on Facebook. And email us your NBA questions and comments to no dunks at theathletic.com. We'll be stepping on the beach later today, gentlemen. So keep those eyes, ears, and toes locked on the No Dunks feed. Keep your toes on our feed. Make sure you just subscribe to the No Dunks podcast wherever you are. You'll get this one, and then you'll get stepping on the beach, and then you'll get another one, and another one, and another one. So much content. All right, guys. Lots to talk about here today. Lee, you got top five for us today. Yes. You Some actually, just uh, uh, popped into my mind this morning, and I thought, hey, why not? All right. Lee's top five coming up later. We got Trey with Tweet of the Night. Mm-hmm. But first, Mello. the Pelicans spoiled Carmelo Anthony's Portland debut last night with the 115-104 victory over those Blazers. Through 23-plus minutes, 23-24 minutes of action, Mello scored 10 points on 4-14 shooting to go along with four boards, one block, five turnovers, and five fouls. He was a team worse... Minus 20, which every second person on Twitter, it felt like, was pointing out <laughs> last night. What did you think from the mellow man uh, in his first game in over a year? It's either the people on Twitter were saying five turnovers or they were saying 10 points on two of three from three-point land. Now, that's pretty good. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think if you're going to be positive about it, that's what you look at. Those were catch-and-shoot shots, and that's what Mello is good at. Catch-and-shoot, things are going to work out. The guy can shoot the ball. That third one that missed rattled in and out. Yep. And he didn't have another a third chance to poke at his headband as he does. He pokes that three <laughs> at his headband. Three to the dome. Right. The other shots, not so good. You can do, it, you can do without. Great, Bob. Yeah. It's just, that's not going to work in, in 2019 with 34-year-old Mello to do the, the jab step, jab step, jab step, jab step, jab step. It's not going to work. So it's a dichotomy. It's, it's two very different things. You're either getting catch and shoot, good Mello, or you're going back to the Denver days to throw it into the post <laughs> to him, bad Mello. And the question is, is he going to get used to this? With Damian Lillard was out, that's, I think that changes his shot chart, yeah. his shot distribution big time. But Melo loves to be Melo. So that's the, that's the worrisome part, yeah, I think, yeah, for the yeah. Portland Trailblazers going forward. The dude wasted no time getting his shots off, I will say that. I mean, and you're right, a big part of that is probably no Lillard, but he missed like a 20-footer within the first 30 seconds. Oh, yeah, they that, ran a play for him. They ran that down yeah. screen for him. I thought the Lillard question is huge because, like you're saying, Tass, the first half they ran a play for him to get a shot right away. He hit the three off of a screen and roll with C.J. McCollum. That's fine. And then in the second half it was, let's see if Melo's got anything left. We're going to post him up every time. <laughs> and it didn't look like he, he had anything left on those. He could not ugly. get a call, though, either. I thought there was a couple where he got pretty, pretty hacked. Sure. And he was frustrated. Yeah, but yeah. Melo used to also be able to finish through contract, not fair. just have the ball go off the backboard and not even touch yeah, the that's rim. Fair. There were some ugly yeah. attempts inside, but, I mean, that was just ugly for the Blazers. He's got, he had no elevation when he was trying to back down. 
one of his defenders there. So he was sort of going in there, maybe trying to get contact. Sure, there was a little bit of contact there, but he just doesn't have the speed or the agility that he used to have anymore. And I, saw, I, I mentioned that on Twitter too. Um, you know, when he got blocked by a teenager, which was nuts. <laughs> I, 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 literally a teenager blocked him. And people said, well, come on. He, he never had elevation, but he had touch. Oh, yeah. you know, he never really got off the floor. But he had touch, and, but, uh, and that's just leaving him. You also just know how to use your body and twist and maneuver and yep. get into space, and he didn't, he didn't have that last didn't night. Didn't have the twist. No, he didn't have the twist. If you were to give him a grade on his first game, again, in over a year, um, and thrown into the fire here, and, and starting, I mean, let alone, you know, and, and running the <laughs> offense through him, I mean, yeah. for crying out loud, what grade would you give him on the, that one game? Out of 10? Or, or a letter grade, let's say. Oh, You're in uh, school. Okay, letter grade. I'll give him a, uh, I'll give him a B minus. I'll give him a B minus. I mean, defensively, if 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 Mello is guarding you, you just have to move and he'll lose you. (laughs) But but again, all the circumstances surrounding it, I didn't think he was awful. I just thought it was like it was almost like you know that's kind of what we saw in Houston there. Like yeah, but he was also being asked to do way too much here in game one. Exactly. I mean, he he had a he had a usage percentage. A 36.5. Yeah. That's why he came back, maybe. But, but also, again, the, the, the context of it all, the Blazers are awful right now. They're struggling. You throw a guy in who hasn't played for over a year. He hit a couple of shots, as, as uh, Tass yeah, mentioned. Yeah, hit the, some threes. The, the, that, that's basically what he's going to have to do, is mm-hmm. just be a catch-and-shoot guy, because that's where he's okay. Um, he had that little one early on. I think it might have been his first, no, his second basket, I guess, where he sort of created a bit well, of space. Well, a little step back. Yeah. That was classic. Nice, yeah. nice. Um, yeah. but, but the sort of bodying up guys, I just don't think that's going to work for him at I mean, all. and it was guys like... Ingram, who's skinnier yeah, than I exactly, am, and yeah. Ingram was gobbling him up. I do think there was a couple times where he got away with a, with a foul. That's okay. Just to point that out again. Drew Holiday, I remember Mello had uh, you know on his back there one time. He's a he, pretty he tough the, defender, though. He, definitely, yeah. definitely a great post defender for a guard. But you know, Mello went to his little turnaround baseline <laughs> oh, shot. Yeah, I mean, it didn't drop. But yeah, okay. So you're on B minus. Yeah, I mean, it's not horrible. Like I wasn't really <laughs> expecting. You know, I, he had 14 shots. I, I think I said I took the over on 15, so he was about yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, 15 I mean, and a half. We set the yeah, line. Yeah, so we're pretty close. I you guess. know, you've got to. Uh, you, you just got to say, was, was it awful? No. Was it great? No. But let's mm. see now. Let's give him. Let's give him five to ten games and see if there's any significant improvement or if this is like this is what you're getting with Melo nowadays. Yeah, I, I also. Uh, I mean, I know this is the lowest hanging fruit imaginable. This is fruit that has fallen off the tree and is lying on the ground. You can just go pick it up. But Hassan Whiteside's effort <laughs> is f***ing embarrassing. It, that dude doesn't give a f- he does Sorry, not. JD. I couldn't take my eyes off him. Guys. <laughs> you should apologize to Lee. I think he's going to die from laughing over here. Am I wrong? Am I wrong, Lee? Not at he hasn't all, taken man. a breath in a minute. He is just, he just doesn't. Well, I'm not going to swear because JD's yeah. got a couple to clear up here. He just doesn't care, man. He, he doesn't, doesn't care honestly, at all. I would rather, you may as well not even have him on the court. 100% agree. And you know what? People are going to see a box score. They're going to go, oh, four, what do you have? Like, yeah. I, don't know. I don't know. I don't have it in front of me. Five like, for seven. That's great, man. Yeah, five <laughs> for seven. 14 and 14. Five seven. He, just watch him. I couldn't take my eyes off him. That guy, he will do the classic, like, he'll put, like, two seconds of energy into a possession, a defensive possession. He'll sort of, like, half rotate. He just doesn't care. He does not care at mm-hmm. all, which is wild. He is in a contract year. You think he might care a little bit to get another payday, but maybe he's just happy with the one he got from the Heat. The uh, Pelicans a couple of times were just like, put him in a pick and roll, and that's the easiest basket you want. Uncontested. He won't come out to the shot. He won't drop back and try to defend the paint. He's just going to stand there. Starters high minus three, though. You got to keep him on the court. <laughs> you got to have him up there. This is, this is a crazy thing, though. You know, when you say, because he had a couple of putbacks there as well, I think, in the fourth quarter. Oh, yeah. Those and were- it's like when the ball just literally drops in his hand and he's the tallest guy out there and he can put it back in. But yeah, if you're, uh, if you're Terry Stotts, I honestly would just say, just don't even bother, man. Don't, don't bother showing up if you're not even going to try. He does the thing where, like, uh, when you were in gym class and you like, had to run track or something, you had to go around the field and you're like, you're one of the, the guys that maybe is not feeling it, and you, or you knew one of your friends that were like that you're talking like, to me my man yeah but Keep you like coming. you do the classic thing where like you know you sort of have an idea when the uh the teacher is going to look over so you sort of like can sort of half-ass it a little bit more and it like you know 100 and then as soon as his eyes are gone and he's turned around you're like screw this that's our, enough our big football punishment was take, take a lap around the softball field once you got by those dugouts it was walk <laughs> mode let me tell you you got to finish in 10 minutes i'm coming in at exactly 10 minutes not a second late not a second early for a lap 10 minutes <laughs> yeah i don't know i mean it was a far it's a far softball field what can i 
say. You know, if it's a chill day, maybe you just have to go around the burn pile. But that's the worst. When you're getting close to homecoming, that burn pile's been out there for two or three months. It stinks. <laughs> but it's big, so just walk around the back, Whiteside style. Uh, forum Blue and Gold, because I was writing about Whiteside on Twitter, and I was killing him on there, and a lot of people were agreeing, of course. Uh, forum Blue and Gold wrote, it's like uh, Whiteside's 2K slider is at 99 for indifference. <laughs> <laughs> my goodness and he just moves like a damn brontosaurus as it is like the, you know it's just that's him i get yep. that that's his build but man he's got to put a little bit of energy half-ass and even put your better. hands up if oh, you're in the paint just put one hand up it's crazy man you <laughs> well, start watching him i'm telling you all out there like watch a blazers game just focus on him defensively you you can't look away at just how little he is doing how slow he is at rotating. He just doesn't care. He, just he came into the season to talk in a good game. Oh. Like, Nurkic always would get the ball at the elbow and kind of help distribute things. And Whiteside's like, this is great. I'm going to be a passer. I'm going to get some triple doubles. Now you throw him the ball, and it's like, <laughs> somebody's going to get it. Maybe he'll just throw it at the hoop. Maybe the other team. But he's definitely not trying to make plays. I think he came into the season thinking, I'm just going to slide right into the Nurkic role. I'm going to be a huge part of this team. And then they're like, you're not Nurkic, man. Just go run to the hoop and be yeah. tall. So uh, he's not engaged, and they're not making it a point to have him engaged. No, but no. he's still – is he better than Scalabissier? I mean, I don't know. Do you yeah, want to play Mellow at the five? Like, yeah. what else are they going to do? Yeah, right. They're just so shallow. It's, yeah. it, they just signed Carmelo Anthony. I mean, it shows – and so you don't play him. Yeah, you're you're screwed either way. But at really. least like Nasir Little plays with some energy. Yeah, and yeah. So, he's I mean, trying. Scal Scal's Scal- not a great defender, but he's sort of trying. I know there. it's just the energy. <laughs> yeah. but I think that has has an impact on the rest of your team too, right? Seeing a guy who is in theory one of your better players, if he's dogging it like that and he's not held <laughs> accountable, then it's. I mean, I yeah. think that sort of permeates across the rest of the team a little bit. Yeah, um, no doubt. And, they, and, you know, they're, they're down in the dumps right now. I thought he'd be playing for a contract year and be playing a yeah. little bit harder. Uh, but he's playing for Instagram and he's not playing for a basketball team because he's, he's getting his numbers. And I think that's all he cares about because, the, you know, he is the biggest man on the floor. He's going to collect boards. Yeah. He's going to get some points. But he gets that, that pass off from Nurkic like Nurkic did from, you know, from the guards. And going around the back, What? I mean, you can't do that. You can't do that at the free throw line. Just make the pass. So that's why there's four turnovers uh, last night, and uh, he shouldn't be turning it over. He should, yeah, he should be playing defense. That's his number one job, and uh, it's bad. It's very bad, especially when you got Melo beside him. It's not going to work out. Although Melo, he did have that block you mentioned in the stat line. Yeah, that was He's, early on. I was excited. Yeah, I was like, whoa. We I, I was very early on. Yeah, yeah, and then it it dissipated. Yeah, I pretty, think in his first quick. ninety seconds, he had a couple of points. He had a couple of makes. He had a great, he had a yeah. great first quarter where yeah. he played like whatever the six minutes or so. Yeah. And if you haven't seen Carmelo Anthony's breakdown of why he chose the number double zero on Instagram, it's bonkers. Stay tuned. It, 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 oh, okay, yeah. What, what do we got? Tweet of the night. Uh, oh, that's right, okay. And so uh, John Hollinger, our friend John Hollinger at The Athletic, he said, left out a bullet, his total number of blocks, steals, deflections, and charges for this season, the double zero. Got John him. Hollinger really, hey, got one. He got one. <laughs> he did get one. Uh, his headwear tray, pretty uh, low-key. Road game. Yeah. Road game, you know, saving it for an exciting one. Mm. Saving it for the home debut, come out with a, I don't know, a Blazers-inspired top hat of yeah. some sort. I, I thought that might have been the reason why he delayed his uh, first game, because he wasn't real happy with his uh. hat collection. So <laughs> You're he... saying arriving to the area. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. And, and post-game, he sure. had the same sort but of... He had, uh, he had hoodie mellow going on yeah. in the warm-ups, yeah. dangling off the back. He, I think he even had it on at Played one point. your strengths, yeah. yeah. Let him, maybe let him play in a hoodie. Put it underneath your jersey, just flopping out the back. I guess they banned the ninja-style headband yeah, because not, yeah. of danger, so maybe not a hoodie, but still be cool. Hmm. All right, moving on, guys. Another action. LeBron, he became the first player in NBA history to record a triple-double against every team in the league. Pretty mind-boggling. Anthony Davis scored 34 points. It was the Lakers' fifth straight victory. They're 12-2 and overall. They got the 112-107 win over OKC, holding on late to get that W. I got a couple of questions about these Lakers. I mean, one... Are they the best team in the league right now, in your opinion? And, and, and sort of off of that, what's impressed you most about 
the 12 and 2 Lakers sort of go hand in hand. I'll say yes, and we've talked yep. about it a lot. Their defense has been fantastic. But I will also say LeBron James. I came into the season somewhat skeptical because of the way he ended last season. If he still had that ability to just kind of control games yep. whenever he wanted. You, you thought he was washed, King. Washed <laughs> no, King. No, no, I didn't think he was washed, but He's I just talking to you. I just sort of wondered if he if he still had that 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 same fire and the way that he's been playing right now. And it, it, it all starts with him again. I know Anthony Davis is is um, you know a fantastic player as well, but LeBron sets the tone for that team and I think the way that he's been sharing the ball he's been playing defense he's been you know hitting shots big shots when they need as we sort of talked about like let the other guys kind of control the game for three three and a half quarters but when LeBron needs to win it that's when he can uh, step his foot on the gas but I think uh, and I'll also say a little shout out here to Contavious Caldwell Pope because he was Awful to start the season, and he has been decent lately. But uh, hit, the, hit the big shot in this one too. Yeah, sort of uh, yeah. but the, yeah, clearly to me right now, the Lakers are the best team in the league, and LeBron has been fantastic uh, at both ends of the floor. And and Davis has been good, of course. He's putting up very good numbers, but I think LeBron has been, uh, you know, the key player of this team. I, th- I think that's what shocked me the most. I know he had a great game last night, Anthony Davis, and he's been solid. Mm. But if you go look at like his box score, you know, in a lot of these wins, he's not dominating like he's not having like these crazy like 30 20s he's just playing his part finding his spots and they're still getting wins because you're right mainly the defense that he's a big part of and these other guys with him being able to play the power forward position and and Vogel sticking with sticking with the Dwight and JaVale as your as your fives I mean roll with it for now why not yeah for right now I think maybe come playoff time maybe we see AD at the center position a little bit more but right now um it's it's working well and those guys are playing great especially defensively Definitely we will see more Anthony Davis as the five in the playoffs. But if JaVale and Dwight are able to give you minutes now, that saves Anthony Davis' yeah. body. We've seen him leave the game so many times already just from taking a shot to the ribs or hitting his shoulder, things like this. He does bang with big guys, and that's a problem for him. So save it until the playoffs. Why not? It's impressive, though, that they have that identity. They play defense, and then they get out on the break. And it honestly feels like showtime. When oh. they're playing in the Staples Center – the crowd is so into it. They're celebrating all these highlights. There are highlights galore. It, it looks like old school basketball. They are now getting their city jerseys that look like the 1970s Lakers jerseys. It's a perfect match. Uh, the Lakers are back. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't go deep into the city jerseys, but it's basically Lakers jerseys with stars on the side, right? Like it's a Lakers gold jersey with the addition of stars, which looks cool. Yeah, exactly. Right? And okay. you got like a drop shadow. Yeah, the drop okay. shadow on the Lakers part. Yeah. What do you think uh, about them? Uh, they're obviously great. I think all the credit should go to LeBron for, yes, the defense, of course, but just leading this team. Uh, you know, we all thought LeBron was didn't want to do a lot on the defensive end. We thought that was his M.O. for the rest of his career. Like, he was going to chill out for yeah. 50% of the game. But he's shown that he gives a crap, and now everybody down the roster, it trickles down to Dwight Howard, to KCP, to everybody coming off the bench, you got to give a crap too. And... That's why Dwight Howard won best of the week last week. He defended his teammate KCP on social media. They're winning all sorts of all sorts of battles uh, on the floor because they're doing it off the floor, I think. And uh, it should go all the credit should go to LeBron, I think, for just uh, making that locker room what it is. And uh, yeah, it's a team to be. They're at the top of the Western Conference standings. I would still take the Clippers in a, a playoff series with them, but mm-hmm. um, you know the Clippers are, are down in the standings because they don't want to play their stars, and that's cool. Uh, you got to do what you got to do. And so here we are, Battle of L.A., fantastic. What do you think about Rondo's contributions there, Lily? I know you're not a big <laughs> Rondo fan, but uh, it's all game. I'm not a big Rondo fan, but, yeah, I mean, I'll give him credit when he plays in that role. I think uh, he's kind of accepted, like Dwight, that, that secondary role as a role player, he going out there and just pushing the ball, uh, getting guys shots. That's... Oh, man, and he was throwing some uh, very solid passes yeah. last night. No. It was the bounce pass. To, you cut. Rondo was hitting yep. you with a bounce pass. And again, when he's uh, surrounded by good high-level talent like this, yeah. he can he can show off his skills. So, you know, I, I'll always give credit like to that. a guy. I like how you stuck that yeah, in there. A... When he's surrounded by high-level ta- talent, he can be good. Yeah. Is I that mean, he's sort of Draymond Green-like? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's no, true. He but, needs but, shot makers. But th- that's the thing. The last the last few, you know, when he's in Chicago there with, with Wade, I mean, that, that that team wasn't really something that he needs because he's not Could a great... the Celtics in round one. You know? Yeah. yeah Rondo doesn't fit. get hurtly. That's true. That's back, true. Is what I'm saying. That, that, <laughs> playoff Rondo is something. Will, will, will he be okay with this bench role for the rest of the season? I don't so, know. I mean, so far, so good. I mean, I, yeah. I can't see when a team is winning and playing so well, I can't see a guy saying, all right, I, I, yeah. you know, I've got to be on the starting five. I mean, he's getting his minutes, he's getting his, uh, his touches. So 
you would think, especially the way that, that guys like Dwight have said, listen, man, it doesn't matter who starts or who finishes. We're all winning. We're all enjoying it. So They've I'd, bought into this. Yeah, they have, for sure. Yeah. For sure. And it's easier to do, like you said, when you're winning games. When you're winning. When you're <laughs> you winning, start um, questioning the uh, coaching decisions when you're not winning games, when you're a 500 team. But yeah, 12-2 yeah, and two right now. Eric Pincus of Bleacher Report pointed this out, and it, it sort of had caught me by surprise, but it was a good point. The Lakers are like the anti-Rockets right now with how their offense is going about their points. They get a lot of twos. Um, it's like 67% of their attempts are inside the arc, fifth overall in the league. They don't take or hit a lot of threes right now. And they don't get to the free throw line all that often, despite having, you know, a LeBron and AD. That's the two things that the Rockets, you know, live and die by, you know, running through James Harden. So it's uh, it was interesting to see to see if, like, can they keep that up? Um, you know, it is sort of a, I don't think they're, they're doing it part of because of their personnel, uh, who you have on your team. Maybe that's what you should do, especially with Anthony Davis, run in there and run inside. And a lot of it probably is transition because their defense is great too. So you're just getting easy twos, but yeah, it's something to watch. Mm-hmm. A nice little point there from Eric Pincus. Former uh, former colleague there at NBA TV. Nice little pinkest point. Yeah, pinkest point. <laughs> I, mean, I know Schumann's all pissed that I didn't say Schumann stab. I'm going pinkest point today. All right, uh, one more thing from this game. This is very funny. What was more enjoyable to you? The, uh, the halftime Lakers girls performance, which was starring Venus Williams, Rob Gronkowski, and comedians James Corden and Ian Carmel. Or was it the 10-year-old Lakers fan Max who participated in one of those Lakers timeout shooting contests. It was called the half minute to win it, where he had to shoot from spots on the floor, and this kid just lit it up. What was better? Oh, super Max for sure. The super guy max. won the competition in like the first 10 seconds as a kid, was hitting threes from the top of the key. NBA threes, it was amazing. I think he, he was perfect. Uh, two well, for two. He, he went from three for two for two. Yeah, Let yeah. me break it down. Yeah, the goal of this game was to score 10 points in 30 seconds or less to win a free pass to Lakers summer camp. Lakers summer camp. This guy should be on the roster. Um, layups are worth one point. Free throws are worth three. And then your top of the key threes were worth 10 points. Max finished with 30 points <laughs> on eight of nine shooting. And he really is. And maybe it's eight of eight because he may have not got that last one off before the buzzer. He tried to get back to the free throw line, hit like a little fadeaway. That was a nice Kobe look right there. That yeah, was a nice Kobe <laughs> look. But the kid was money. And Trey said it. He started at the top of the, the three point line. He hit the first one and he had already won. It was already over. He only needed 10 points. And then he racks up 30. Nice looking shot. Looking awesome. like a young Lee Ellis out uh, there. That's what I would imagine you do. He would go to the line, <laughs> hit a free throw, grab it, put the rebound in, go back, hit a free throw, grab the rebound, put it back yeah. in. Uh, I don't think 10-year-old me could have made the distance on an NBA three. That, that's the craziest thing. Is It's a different game now, man. Yes. You weren't shooting them when yeah, you were exactly. in your age. Yeah. That's what they yeah. practice, man. Yeah. Three-pointers didn't count for us in uh, that's right. think, under 12. It's a horrible shot. Yeah. It's a yeah. dumb yeah. shot. Get inside, kids. <laughs> it was, uh, so you're going with Max. Oh, I have to, Taking man. it to yeah. the Max. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's the Max with the double X there. I know. Uh, great, great moment. Really enjoyable. Respect I'm so it. jealous, but sort of, you know, like happy for him at the same time. Oh, you're like an NBA broadcaster, angry that these guys are still getting paid. Um, or getting paid so much. Ian Carmel, respect to him, though, dancing with the Lakers girls. Pulled it off. Pulled it off. Why? Does anyone know why they were doing no. this? Like, I, I couldn't tell if it was like a charity thing or is it a part Surely of, it's a bit for the show. For James Corden show. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. he says... I legit reached out to the Trailblazers before this. Nobody on the entire production understood how bummed I was to be wearing Laker gear. I keep saying, this is going to suck so bad for me. You understand I go to Portland like 10 times a year, and they were just laughing at me. And I was like, no, it's not funny. Actually, it was pretty funny. But, I mean, the man is wearing Lakers gear, and he's a huge Blazers fan. Hit him with the booze. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> they all move pretty well out there. They looked like they had put some work yeah. into learning the dance moves. Yeah, yeah for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so uh, so both great performances, uh, all of them dancing, and, and especially the 10-year-old Lakers fan, Max, who was just on fire. I mean, if we were doing the TV show, there's no doubt you would be, uh, we'd be seeing what Lee Ellis could do. Could he, <laughs> oh, could he replicate can't Max? Can he replicate it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of pressure, man. 30 seconds, they hit those shots. <laughs> Great job. You think you get 20 in a three-point contest? <laughs> oh, I think he did that. <laughs> All-Star Weekend 2020 in yeah, Chicago. Yeah, Max versus Lee. Versus Lee. Max. Oh, yeah. I like TJ it. TJ versus Max. Um, <laughs> the other games just quickly last night. The Warriors got a rare win over the Grizzlies, and uh, the Kings beat the Suns 120-116. Uh, Bogdanovich, career highest, 31 points and seven threes. Um, in that one. Only four games on the schedule last night. Kings are hot, baby. Kings are hot. Six and seven now? I believe that's right. Uh, they're going to try and just swap records here with the with the Suns, who have fallen to seven and six now. 
Um, they're going to start playing some road games here, so that record yeah. might fall back to yeah, us. And hopefully but. Bogdan Bogdanovich is hurt. He left the game with a hip strain. Because uh, if he's not healthy, I think that's – we said it when De'Aaron Fox went out, but Bogdan Bogdanovich has taken his minutes he and they've been fine. Great, yeah. He's going to get a max contract. This, that's the, uh, the worry about him – come this offseason do the kings retain him because they've signed all these other guys they have to he's one of their talent most talented players they he should be there they'll probably match it and then he'll be pissed and we'll figure it out (laughs) all right some news here on tuesday Woj reported australia and sixers coach brett brown are finalizing an agreement to make him the men's national team coach for the 2020 olympics in tokyo he previously coached the team during the 2012 olympics in london now brown's reported hiring comes after Simmons announced in July that he would be honored to represent his country on the world's biggest sporting stage. Now, keep in mind, Simmons did not participate in the 2019 World Cup, nor did he participate in those exhibition games that our man Lee Ellis was at. Yes, and uh, Ben Simmons, that caused a lot of controversy in Australia because people weren't happy that he uh, said he was in, and then he was out. Um, He had... uh, he had a pretty interesting time in Melbourne, actually, because it was a big uh, a controversy, a racial controversy at, uh, controversy at the casino. He felt he was being, uh, him and some of his friends were being denied entry uh, because of the colour of their skin. And then there was also... In Melbourne? In Melbourne, yes. And then there was also, uh, he, on his Instagram, he was being paid by uh, Victoria, Tourism Victoria to promote Melbourne, but it was sort of not, uh, it wasn't uh, like put out there until someone said, hey... You know, he's being paid for these Instagram posts. So there was a bit of controversy there that people were thinking he may have sold out somewhat. Okay. But, but clearly, but clearly uh, this move here is, uh, is designed to, uh, to get Brett Ben Simmons into the Australian so, team. So can you, tell me, can you tell me this? Can you speak for all Australian people right now? <laughs> you do basically every day on the show. Um, do, do Australian fans, Boomer fans, do they want Ben Simmons on this team or are they sort of like because he pulled out late and he didn't play in the World Cup, they're like, no, nah, screw you. People obviously were upset, but they want him back in the team okay. because he changes the dynamic of the team. He's, a, he's an all-star NBA talent, so they want him on there, and people forgive and forget pretty quickly over those things. So do you think this, this uh, hiring of Brett Brown coming back as the coach of Australia helps those chances because he has a relationship? Yes, I think, it's, I think it's 99%. That's the reason why they want Brett Brown there because uh, Coach Lamanis, the former coach, now I, guess, I don't know if this is actually official, but yeah, this sounds, is, this is uh, rumored it sounds still, like I guess. it, uh, had a very successful time with Australia, you know, finishing fourth place at the World Cup, fourth place in uh, Rio at the Olympics, where (laughs) Australia, to to not get one medal out of those two tournaments, considering how how close we got, was very, very heartbreaking. Australia's never medaled in the Olympics, right, in basketball? No. Yeah, which is crazy. But they finished fourth, I believe, in 88, 96, 2000, and 2016, like you said. Yeah, 96 was a great one. Uh, Big T-bone. T-bone hit the big three-pointer in the corner. Uh, But, uh, yeah, so... so, so, Tom Poro? Who's T-bone? Uh, Tony Ronaldson. <laughs> T-Bone. Tony no, he, Ronaldson. Yeah, hang on, hang on. His, his name... Uh, I like that you, you said it like we should All right, know. all right. The Australian <laughs> national team got three minutes on this show. Yeah. Let's move on already. Don't look it up. T-bone. Stop looking it up, all right? Tony Ronaldson. All right, so you see... So the you, Bear, that's his name. The Bear, Tony okay. Ronaldson. Okay, so you want, you want Ben Simmons back, and uh, you think, again, this idea of having... Um, Brett Brown coach it, helps those chances, I think it's, and, that, and that he'll be there yes. in Tokyo 2020. And uh, you'll probably have uh, medal aspirations then. Absolutely, I mean, yeah. you're going to have a damn good team with all these guys that have played well at the World Cup, for sure. Rick Pitino coaching the Greek team, far more interesting. <laughs> you want to talk let's about it Let's talk about minutes? it. Yeah, let's do it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, all right, multiple NBA jerseys, guys, were released or leaked over the last 24 hours or so. There's been so, so many. The Mavs. The Nuggets, the Bucks, the Rockets, the Blazers, the Sixers, the Pistons, the Wizards, the Wolves. This morning here released some baby blues. I think I'm forgetting a couple as well. Um, of the ones you've seen, though, do you have a favorite? We can get to the worst ones in a second, but do you have a favorite of all of these new jerseys that released Trey over the last little ahead. while? Do you have a favorite, Trey? I do like the Philadelphia one with a little bit of a script. They got the parchment. Uh, I like it too. The parchment color. They do that, it seems like, every year. I know it says Philadelphia this time. Yeah, exactly. Instead of 76ers. They're sticking to a theme. And it's I think good. that's smart. It's, it's very like good. Making, well, I, I, yeah. similar, making similar jerseys that are just changed a little bit. Because as we have seen with a few of the worst jerseys, it's hard to come up with a good idea every single year. Yeah. So right. if you've got a banger, uh, just the variations on a theme is fine. I, I said, I tweeted this morning. Uh, I retweeted or shared a photo of Josh Richardson wearing um, the jerseys, these new Philadelphia Liberty Bell threads or whatever you want to call it. Like Trey said, that parchment color with the Philadelphia cursive script. 
I like them. I think that I think they're knocking them out of the park. But I had a lot of people, you know, respond to me with, "Nah, these are these are the like you said, Tass. These are just the same. They just make like a little tweaked variation of the same jersey. They're not all that exciting." Hey, it says Philadelphia. That's I, cool. I think they're great. Uh, you got a favorite? Portland again have done a like great the Rip job. City the Rip ones? City, yeah. They they don't have to do much to sort of change them from their icon jerseys and stuff they've had in the past, but I think they always look really yeah, cool. Yeah, they got a nice lineup, yes, I think. Yes, they do. Yeah, and it's it's called the City Edition. It's a Rip City Edition. Yeah. I mean, that's good. It plays plays into that as well. Um, I also like the H Town Houston Rockets jerseys. I know that it's it's odd to see H Town on the front of a jersey. I get it. But I like the font. They've sort of stuck with a bit of a theme with their other jerseys. It's a it's a similar font to me, and uh, the color scheme is it's white, but the red is bold. It's just a touch of red, but it's bold. They've gone. They've stuck the same with that. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Yeah, I get the little American flag on the waistband, very NASA inspired. I don't mind those either. And the Bulls apparently are going to have a baby blue jersey coming out My today goodness. at some point, and they're going to be awesome. I think the Cavs are announcing another one too. Um, I bet all thirty teams. There, there are a lot. Worst one? Is it? <laughs> is it the? Is it the Mavs? I know we talked about it when it first leaked. I'll be honest, seeing Porzingis in full uniform, I didn't think it was as bad. Okay. And that's what I wanted to see. I thought, okay, let's yeah. just see it. I, I, didn't think, I think for me the one that doesn't make the most sense is the Pistons. That one looks rough. Yeah. That one looks rough. It, Motor City with the, uh, the vertical stripes. Yeah. yeah. Not so good. It just looks very It's a soccer jersey for sure. Yeah, it looks like a Barcelona yeah. jersey. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But the Celtics one that was leaked by Ennis Cantor weeks ago is real, and that's terrible. Right. Oh, I forgot about that one, man. Yeah, yeah, which is not green. Well, it's like a greeny blue, and it's yeah. got the Gaelic script or whatever, whatever it is. I don't even know. It's just ugly. It's not green. It looks yeah, it's cheap. A strange color. Yeah. Be interesting to hear Tommy Heinsohn's first remarks. Uh, yeah, true, uh, true, yeah. true. Because he's sort of one of the old, old school Celtics. I don't think he'll enjoy it. No, maybe not. Uh, I, I, w- I was with you guys. I, I do like the Sixers one, the Nuggets one too. The Rainbow Nuggets. You like it? Sure. I don't like it on uh, black. I don't like it on black either. Oh, it's like this you is want a, it on white. Yeah. They just did that. They already oh, did. Yeah, it's right. basically it's like, the same jersey, but move on. on black. Um, uh, yeah, it's a, to me, it's like that jersey is known for being very, very colorful and the rainbow skyline, and you're putting it on black. It's like, we're just going to do a black jersey because yeah. people like black jerseys. People buy black shirts. What yeah. does everybody think of the Cream City? <laughs> Worst one, easily. <laughs> You're going to wear a shirt that says Cream City on it? Yes. People are like, oh, well, uh, actually, it's the color of the tiles used to build buildings in the 19th century. Guess who knows that? Nobody. Guess who, what people know Cream City as? It's going to be JD when he gets home after two months yeah. in Canada. Yeah, it is. Come on, Cream City? Cream City with uh, skeets on the back of it? Oh, <laughs> perfect. Perfect. <laughs> we got to get him to send you one. Yeah. Holler at us, Nick Monroe. I, I, would, I would love to have been in the uh, meetings when they said, this is it, we're going with Cream City. Because everyone immediately thinks of that. They think, hmm. Mm, cream City. They think, yeah. they think Utah Jazz. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, great. Apparently, uh, the Brewers, though, have some Cream City jerseys coming out as well. So Milwaukee's really creaming well, it Bre- up right the now. The Brewers went back, uh, I did see, to that, their old logo, like the, the glove that's the M and the B, which I didn't know when I was a kid at all that there was an M and a B in that glove. Same, yeah. <laughs> it really blew my mind when I found that out. Um, but, yeah, they just, went, they just released a, a whole set of new jerseys um, that look pretty nice, but sure, like yeah, retro yeah. for sure. Robin Yount. What's his name? I don't know. Yeah, Yeah, he's he's out there with Rob Deere and Polly Molly. No (laughs) doubt. Um, uh, Let's get back to the Mavs jerseys for a quick sec. We're just skimming over because we already talked about it. Yeah. They're going to be wearing it 22 times. Yeah, that's. This season. That's nuts. And and there's 22 of the next 69 games because they haven't worn it yet. They've already played 22 of 69 every third game, basically. They're going to be wearing these things. Come on. I don't don't like them. What happens? What happens? Luca killing it right now, just killing it. MVP conversation. He's at the table, the small table for crying out loud. He's at the you know the grown up table, but let's say he puts these on and he just stinks, <laughs> just is horrible. Mm-hmm. You know, and what do they do? Yeah. They gotta pull them, man. Yeah, they have to. They would have to pull them. Yeah. They'd have to say, nope, nope, nope. We gotta get back. It would be interesting to go back and see how often they planned on wearing those uh, like silver trash bag uniforms That's that they right. had a long time ago. Because maybe they were going into the season thinking we're wearing these twenty two times as well, and then they went out and they're like, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> Just don't googling so. silver trash oh, bag matters. I forget. I forget them. Oh, Tass, they are atrocious. Silver trash bag. Not oh those babies. There they, they are. Yeah, they're like 
collector items now, apparently. Like, like a Josh Howard one went for like 2500 a game-worn Yeah, because they're just so <laughs> ugly. It's these sh- if you don't remember, it's these shimmery... Yep. It's like you can see the sweat on them, too. Yeah, they look very... They just look very sweaty in general. I thought it was a great point from a... Especially Bob. Antoine Walker in the <laughs> Yeah, he's... It's hard to tell with Antoine. Is he sweating or is he not? <laughs> is he just wet? I don't know. <laughs> but Bob Sayed, I thought, made a great point. He's like, people are coming out with bad jerseys now so that they'll go viral on Twitter for everybody slamming them. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that is very well, too. It's like, if we don't have a good idea, let's put out a bad one. People will be talking no matter yeah. what. And then I said, take it a little further, Bob. People are putting out these bad jerseys now to get dunked on, of course. But also, 20 years from now, you'll be like, let's bring back those hilarious jerseys. And the next episode, No Dunks 2.0, hosted by all of our children, will be like, these are great. I remember yeah. when my dad saw these. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cream yeah. City, I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just City. like the, the initial purple dino jerseys. I know you like them, Skeets, yeah. but they're ugly. But they're nice because they're nostalgic. Yeah, that's cool. So, yeah, 2028, will we all be wearing Cream City jerseys around? <laughs> well, but that's, I mean, one more point about this. I saw Paul Lucas, you know, the, the, the genius behind UniWatch, who has, you know, his finger on every single jersey across all leagues. He did write the NBA Universe, nice pun, no longer has any past or future. There's just now, 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 which is disposable as soon as the next now, now, now comes along, which is generally the day after tomorrow. It's all given me a serious case of NBA uni fatigue. Mm. I, I think that there is some truth to that. And it's and like you're saying the whole thing, like, yeah, the Raptors, stupid, ugly looking dino jersey. But at least they played in them. You know, they, they wore them for years, whereas these like exactly. cream cities exactly. and these, uh, you know, the motor cities and all that. There's no you're not really going to have a real tie to them mm. at all because they wear them for like I don't a know, year. Yeah, a year, which is like and like a quarter of the season. I don't know. So, like, will we see them, I guess, in 20 years? Because is there a real strong nostalgia linked to them? Mm. I don't know. I guess it's about trying to, you know, get extra sales. But then do people actually even buy those? I know. Some of these you've got to wonder. Yeah. (laughs) Like, are a lot of people going out and and buying Cream City jerseys and... (laughs) And no, no, but I'm going to be hitting up the sales section for sure. When, like, All right. You know, six months from now when uh, the Cream City isn't just flying off the shelves, it'll be flying into my closet. Yeah, cash <laughs> rules everything around me, so I'll pay $10 for it, but I'm not paying a buck fifty. All right, we're going to get to uh, Lee's top five, and uh, we've got Tweet of the Night still, but let's talk shoes, Tassie. Ever wonder how to get the hottest new sneakers, the ones that barely hit shelves? I know I do. The answer is StockX, a revolutionary new marketplace for buying and selling 100% authentic sneakers, streetwear, watches, and handbags. Millions are already using StockX to find everything after it sells out, from the latest Yeezys to every retro Jordan to the hottest new streetwear from brands like Supreme, Bape, Palace, and Kif. StockX allows users to buy and sell pre-owned, excellent condition luxury handbags and watches, and they're all real from brands like Louis Vuitton, not Louis Vuitton, Chanel, not Chanel. Gucci, not Gucci. Rolex, not Rolex. Omega, Tudor, and more. Want in on all the hype? Check out StockX.com slash B-Ball for a surprise offer that won't be around long. That's StockX.com slash B-Ball. Check it out today. Time for Lee's Top 5. Top 5, Top 5, Top 5. Top 5, Top 5, Top 5. So on Tuesday's show, we talked about how Lakers coach Frank Vogel enjoyed Dave Chappelle's cameo in Eddie Murphy's uh, classic 90s movie, The Nutty Professor, which prompted me to come up with my top five Eddie Murphy movies, which I've seen. I haven't seen all of them, but these are my top five. Is Meet Dave on here? No. Oh, no. Adventures of Pluto Nash. All right. (laughs) All right. At number five. Uh, I'm putting two into one here. It's his stand-ups. It's uh, it's Delirious and Raw, his uh, classics from the 80s. Now, I saw Raw before I saw Delirious. So once I saw Delirious, I had to go back and rewatch Raw to make sure I got all the jokes from Delirious that flow into Raw. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Great. <laughs> great, great movies. You know what, though? They're not uh, movies. Well, well, stand. You know, I mean, it's... Yeah, uh, call them movies. Yeah. I think they are movies. I think they were released theatrically. They, they definitely were. Oh, they definitely were. Yeah. 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 I've seen a VHS for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah I guess you can count. Okay, deal, is, uh, deal, deal, The thing deal. is with Raw, <laughs> if you watch it back now, it uh, doesn't hold up well to today's standards <laughs> yeah. in a lot of those jokes. Uh, that one's probably getting crushed in 2019, yes. I would say, both of those. 
Yes, both of them though. But I did, uh, I did enjoy his ones, his impersonations of like Mr. T and uh, Michael Jackson. I think they're still fine, aren't they? Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Number four. Got some bad news about MJ, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but just his impersonation of him at the time. I mean, uh, well, it wasn't too nasty. Yeah, uh, I sang "Remember the Time" yesterday. I got a lot of, got a lot of flack. <laughs> yeah, we almost got cancelled because he did that. Uh, number four, uh, Shrek, where he plays Donkey. Um, now. You know, he plays uh, Shrek's friend there and he's confidant and his buddy and all that. <laughs> great movie. It's his voice, of course. It's an animator, but it was a great movie. Now, I haven't seen... Um, I don't think I've seen After Shrek 2. There's like about five now in there. A lot of Shreks. Uh, yeah. Is he still in them? I, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I think he's in the first two at least anyway. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Good great movie. Two. Number yeah. one's a great movie. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, great stuff. Number three, Beverly Hills Cop 2. Not Beverly Hills Cop. Beverly Hills Cop 2. This was a movie I went to the uh, cinema with my mate, uh, uh, Hoags. Hoags, his name was. We went wow, and watched it. I don't we, think we've ever heard of Hoags. No, yeah, well, we, we, we it still his name? You said was. No, it's still his name, yeah. Okay. We were, we were uh, friends in, uh, in primary school and elementary school, but I think we went to... Did we go to different high school? Anyway, we, we, you know, <laughs> this is like 30 years ago now. Um, and there's so much swearing and, you know, uh, violence and stuff. And we were like 11 or 12. And, oh, man, we were like in with the adults. It was awesome. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, it's like, it, it's crazy because uh, Eddie Murphy has to track down what's called the alphabet crimes. They, they go around, they, they shoot his former, or not his boss, but his friend from Beverly Hills Cop, um, Andrew Bogomil. He was A.B. <laughs> Uh, anyway, then Eddie goes, you know, he man- manages to crack all these different codes and things like that. And it's like, it just doesn't make sense. He, he, he cracks one of the codes where they leave a message in Spanish. And all the message translates to is, screw you cops. And it's like, what, that's the message they left and then you cracked it. And you cracked it because you took Spanish in school. Like, surely in California, Beverly Hills, they would have had someone who could have looked at this note and said, yeah, that just means like, screw you cops, like F you. Like, oh, okay, great message. That's a real clue there for us. <laughs> and, uh, you know that movie was nominated for one Oscar? Which one? It was, uh, Beverly Hills. No, wait, what, what Oscar? Uh, for best music, original song. Ah, oh, Shakedown. Yeah, yeah. Shakedown. Breakdown. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, watch that a lot. Of time. Classic Judge Reinhold as well. Yeah, and that. Oh, yeah. the judge. Nice and, uh, and Ronnie Cox as well as the uh, was a sort of good guy, good guy cop to the bad guy cop of uh, Judge Reinhold there. Uh, yeah, great stuff. Uh, number two. Coming to America, actually a good movie uh, with with Arsenio Hall there. He's the uh, he, he's the African uh, prince yep. who has his whole life kind of laid out for him. He's got a, a you know a, 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 a eternal wealth and riches and fame, but he doesn't want that. He wants to meet a girl who actually will love him for who he is, not for his for his family connections and his wealth. Uh, and there was another Hollywood star who makes a cameo in that movie. Do you remember who that was? Hmm. JD, no. JD, nothing there for no you. No idea. This guy is a very big Hollywood uh, star. Starred in, uh, well, if I say if I say one movie, it'll give it away. Uh, Pulp Fiction. Samuel Jackson. Yeah, Samuel L. Jackson is the uh, guy who comes into McDowell's and tries to rob it. Okay. Mm. Yeah. And uh, and Eddie uh, Eddie disarms him, and you know, with a with a mop, he disarms this guy with a shotgun. And yeah. It's, it's how, how do you feel about Coming to America two coming out uh, in twenty twenty? Oh, it's twenty. It's uh, been it's been talked about for like yeah. five years. It feels like so. Uh, I, I'm going to watch it for sure. I'm excited for it. <laughs> yeah, we'll do a maybe we'll do a podcast. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. But uh, great, great movie. I actually took a day off school one day. I chucked a sickie. Uh, Mum and dad went to work, and I one of my friends from class. I said, "Listen, I'm, I, I threw a sickie. You want to come over and watch uh, Coming to America?" He also took the day off, Thank so we watched you. it. Yeah, it's pretty crazy when I think about it. If mum and dad had caught me, I would have been in big trouble. Really? Yeah. I mean, we just ditch school and watch Coming to America. <laughs> you're a badass. <laughs> <laughs> when, you're, when you're 12 years old or 13 years old, I mean, that's, you know. Yeah, that's that, big time. Yeah, yeah. What anyway. would you do to your 12-year-old JD if he uh, skipped school for, for a movie? Uh, probably a crisp high five. He's <laughs> <laughs> a fan of the cinema. All right, number one. Number one, my favorite Eddie Murphy movie of all time is the 1983 classic Trading Places, starring mm. alongside Dan Aykroyd, Jamie Lee Curtis, Don Amici, and Ralph Bellamy. It's about these two rich white dudes who have a $1 bet that they can basically exchange the lives of Dan Aykroyd and homeless Eddie Murphy, uh, and it works, and then they get caught. 
And so then Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd tried to uh, turn the tables on those guys and set it up. And it's uh, it's, it's a great movie. It's a funny movie. And uh, a classic movie. I'm surprised that one didn't get nominated for something. That was... Uh... Uh, hold on. It was nominated. Yeah. yeah. It was nominated for uh, also Best Music. Ah, yeah. <laughs> original score yeah. song. Uh, original song. Elmer Bernstein. That's exactly right, wow. J.D. Yeah. Exactly right. It's a great score. Yeah. Cool. 1983. Yeah. That movie came out. Yeah. I don't, there are certain parts of that movie that wouldn't fly today either. No. I'm pretty no. sure Dan Aykroyd is in blackface in one of the scenes. Uh, is that on the train? Maybe. Yeah, he yeah. plays like a Rastafarian. Yeah, uh, he's that's right. To be a Rastafarian. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Great movie. Eddie Murphy really from 1983 to 1988, he was on fire. Can't believe 48 Hours didn't make the list. Uh, it was it was in the it was in the mix there. I did enjoy that one, but uh, you did yeah. have to fit in Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop too. Yeah. I mean, you know, they go on this wild chase through the city because he cracks. The case that they're going to rob the city deposit because CD city deposit. As they're robbing it, Eddie Murphy's on his way there. Uh, the, the truck comes bursting out of the gates at the city deposit, so they go chase it in a in a cement mixer. I think that Judge Reinhold steals. Anyway, they track Did down. Did you just watch this? No, movie no, last but night? I watched it a lot. I watched it a lot. <laughs> they track down this uh, this you know armored truck, and there's all sorts of like equipment that they wore in there, and there's money. And Eddie Murphy's like, hmm, now what after that? And it's like. Man, you've got so much evidence right here. What are you like? You're, you're acting as if you've come, the, the trail's gone dead. I mean, you've got it all right there. It's great. <laughs> nice. Moving on. <laughs> By the way, we didn't ask Lee to do that top five. He just really, really wanted to do it. And, yeah, we couldn't break his heart. He really yeah. wanted to talk Eddie Murphy. I used to be a big Eddie Murphy guy. Yeah. yeah. He's on uh, Seinfeld's uh, Comedians, Cars and Comedians Getting Coffee. Recent, a recent edition. Check it out. All right. They go back years, those two. Did you know that? <laughs> Did, it, Did you know that? Lee, we got to no. move on, man. <laughs> we got to keep moving here. Uh, oh, boy. All right. Actually, the big reason we got to keep moving is because we um, are going to be stepping on the beach a little bit later today doing that mailbag-only podcast. But I wanted to uh, get us in the mood, as we've been doing here on Wednesdays. Got a good one here, guys, from Sterling. Um, he wrote, I'm sure you guys saw this going around on Twitter, but 15 years ago... Yesterday, he must have sent this in today, the Pacers and Pistons engaged in what was later named the Malice at the Palace. What do you guys remember from that night? Do you think the Pacers could have won it all that year? Yes, it was the 15-year anniversary uh, on Tuesday of Malice at the Palace. 15 years uh, until the day that that had happened. Good question from Sterling. What do do you think? What do you remember? Mm -hmm. Were you watching? Uh, no, I was living in London at the time, and this was before we had smartphones, of course. Right. And so I had to wake up in the morning on the Saturday morning uh, to go to the internet cafe to check my fantasy team. Okay. And I saw a game that like ended 11 seconds early or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah. And I was like, what? That's very weird. What happened? And then, then you know, and, and also as well, there was, uh, you know, we, we just didn't have the access to the video as, as much as we do now. Right. So I had to click through and I was like, oh, my God, that was wild. And I thought, I thought Runner Test was going to get banned for life. I thought uh, there's no way he he can ever play in the league again, and um, he got yeah. suspended for the whole site season, yeah. which was like 70 plus games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stephen Jackson 30 games, Jermaine O'Neal 15 games, Ben Wallace six games, and and a couple others. Um, it, it's it is crazy watching that clip yesterday, going, "Wow, this was a thing that happened," and it is just as insane as I remember because it's so close to not happening, yep. right? Yeah. Like they have the the fight on the court, they're all just like, "I'm mad at you, you're mad at me." We're beefing, blah, 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 blah. And then it calms down. Ron Artest lays on the scorer's table. Yeah. He's just waiting there. It could have been over. Could have been over just like that. And then the beer comes flying out of the stands. And then it's Artest and Steven Jackson heading up into the stands, dropping bombs. I mean, Steven Jackson is throwing some incredibly strong punches. We got the Jermaine O'Neal almost smacking a guy's head off. Luckily, oh. he slipped and fell, kind of hit him in the chest. Uh, for me, I was at my college girlfriend's. We were getting ready to watch Joey on a VHS tape because I think Survivor was on Thursdays at this point still. Uh, so Survivor Thursday, we had to tape Joey to watch it the next day. But let me turn on this quick Pistons-Pacers <laughs> game. This is a huge matchup. Uh, you know, these are two teams that yeah. are going to be challenging for the title. Artest was one of my favorite guys in the league at that time. He had started with the Bulls and just a, a tough-nosed dude. And next thing you know, it's a fight. It's a straight-up fight. I was like, uh, you're going to have to wait, Joey. <laughs> I would have loved to have seen Ron Artest be uh, honored or loved a little bit more. And after that, it was like, oh, Ron Artest is just a goon. Although, you know, teams 
wanted him on their team because he was a great player. But I, I love the Ron Artest game. I loved him. And if he goes into the playoffs that year and they win a title, it's a very different outlook on Ron Artest. But uh, he deserved every one of those 73 games, and that's totally fine with me. He bolts into the stands. I, I, I'm always shocked how quickly those guys oh, get man, up yeah. into the stands yeah. when that beer hits them or the Coke or whatever it was hits them. They just are up there in the flash. Um, yeah, you're right about Artest. At least he had, he had that little redemption with the Lakers. He had the, basically yeah. the game ceiling shot with the Lakers in 2010. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it wasn't do you it think, wasn't Ron. Do you think the Pacers could have won the title that year? That was a solid yeah, squad. Sure. They, 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 were they were, like, squad. incredible at the time. Yeah. Um, perfect, had, perfect 0-4 team with yeah. Jermaine O'Neal down mm-hmm. there. Was Artest reigning defensive player of the year at that point? I know he was definitely getting talked up as a DPOY, like, MVP candidate just because of, you know, the Pacers were built around – uh, their defense, much like they were in their, the middle 2000s. Um, he was an all-star of the year before. He was an all-NBA player of the year before and and yeah. and a defensive player yeah. of the year the yeah. year before. Yeah. And then he was on his went. way up, for sure. Yeah. A, a couple other things. You said it. It is one of the NBA's greatest what-ifs. What if Jermaine doesn't slip? Whew. Does he take that guy's head off with his falcon punch that he comes flying in with? Uh, the other thing is it's funny to me when I watch it now, most of the crowd is gone. Because it was a blowout. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of that crowd had filed out. Um, and, you know, it was, you know, they're down 15. The game's over. All right, let's beat the traffic. Um, which, I mean, I just wonder, like, would it have been different if the crowd is still there? If it's, you have to go through a lot more people. Yeah, like, I just sure. wonder Maybe. if that would have had any impact on it. Um, I love that, for whatever reason, Ben Wallace is rocking the fro. Uh, like yeah. when he when he pushes uh, Artest, he just and he just like hulks up. It's amazing. And then I, that shot, iconic shot of Artest with his jersey, like like not ripped, but like really Very super baggy. stretched. Yes. As uh, Worldwide West is taking him out, um, trying to get him out of the uh, from the floor. It's I think it was cool. Stephen Jackson who said um, immediately following it yep, in the locker room. I know you are going to say, yeah, <laughs> Ron Artest said, "Do you think we're going to get in trouble?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, you were just in the stands fighting fans. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're going to get in a bit of trouble. Everyone's like, yeah, you're going to get <laughs> yeah, in trouble. Ironically, Jermaine O'Neill had a 10-game reduction in his sentence, uh, in his uh, suspension too from that one, which was uh, which was pretty interesting because David Stern at the time, you know, we knew he was very uh, heavy-handed with his discipline, um, but but he, he got a 10-game less a sentence. Which right. Is, what was the yeah. idea because he was on the floor and I, like I sort believe of protecting so, yeah. himself? Or, I, mean, <clears throat> I believe it was something to guess. do with that. Because the uh, fans shouldn't be on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> pretty wild. Pretty wild. And, uh, and, and like that it was on ESPN too. Yeah. Like that it was a national television. Yeah, Mike Breen game. was on the call. Breen, Walton. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. It's, it's uh, pretty surreal. Anyway, I'm sure you guys, uh, most of you listening to this, caught the clip yesterday and uh, let us know what you think. At No Dunk Sink, what you remember from that night. Were you getting ready to watch Joey? <laughs> <laughs> How long did Joey last? Not, not Only 10 shows or something, didn't it? Yeah, I don't think it made it a full season, yeah. but I was doing wow. my part late. Wow. Yeah. Were you? I was, actually, okay. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was, because I was, you know, following on from the Friends era. I was like, yeah, I'll give Joey a chance, but ooh, it was rough. <laughs> it was rough. All right, let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. Teased it earlier, Carmelo Anthony. He's back, baby. We were trying to figure out what number is he going to wear. Is he going to wear 7? Nope. Brandon Roy. Is he going to wear 15? Nope. Larry Steele. Is he going to wear 22? Nope. Clyde Drexler. He went with double zero. Mm. And as Tass said, he came out with a whole bunch of reasons why he did it. As it turns out, he's not wearing double zero because as Mello uh, Instagrammed and it made its way around Twitter, his reasons for wearing double zero, number one is a number greater than any assignable quantity or countable number brackets symbol infinity sign and when you got to come out with your first number and the very first thing you say is i'm not actually wearing this number that i am clearly wearing (laughs) you're off to a bad start because then it goes without end process that never stops can never be given an exact value simplicity and balance the mysticism of our past and the possibility for an internal future give the infinity symbol a sense of awe and wonder infinite nature of god seven i don't know what that means yeah god seven i i just don't know what it means perhaps it means something to Carmelo Anthony, clearly it does. We cannot stay away from God without him trying to bring us back to him. The chance to have a new and great beginning with the past left behind where it belongs, beginnings or end, alpha and omega. He's convinced he's wearing infinity. He doesn't think he's wearing double zero, yeah. <laughs> which is fine, I guess, because Damian Lillard says he wears O for Oakland. 
Right. Yeah. Does anybody actually wear the number zero is the question. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was fascinating. Because he's like, this is, he's wearing double zero, the lowest number you can wear. And the first thing he says is, actually, you cannot assign a value to this because it is the highest number. <laughs> double zero into the infinite symbol. It's... Brilliant. I had to uh, I had to double and triple check that Kyrie Irving didn't write that. Oh, man, yeah. I was like, oh, that's some real galaxy brain stuff. Yeah, it's next level. That's actually genius, really, for Melix. It's like everyone will be talking about that and not my game the next day. Three to the nine. Although we did talk three, about three, four steps ahead of us. <laughs> how right. how long did it take him to write that? Because people were mocking him. My God, I, I mean, I. I've decided like my that I'm going to get married in a shorter period of time than he took to write that. But maybe he's been writing it since he was out last yeah, year. Yeah, he's had a lot of time. He's been thinking about it. But my worry is like if he's going to put that much time into doing that, like he doesn't want to be a catch and shoot dude. He wants to <laughs> he wants to be the man. All right, let's get to last night's Pick'em Results presented by Cash App. Yeah, Pick'em Path is brought to you by Cash App, the number one finance app in the App Store. Cash app is the easiest way to send money to your friends, like paying up when you lose a bet that the Bulls will make the playoffs. <laughs> but, guys, Cash app does way more than that. Cash app, also the easiest way to try and grow your money with their new investing feature. Unlike investing tools that force you to buy a sh- entire shares of stock, Cash app lets you instantly invest as little or as much as you want. This way, you can still own a piece of any stock with just $1. Thinking about buying $1 worth of Nike stock and then just taking it to the bank because brokerage services are provided by Cash App Investing. It's a subsidiary of Square and a member of SIPC. We're also excited to be working with Cash App to support one of our favorite organizations, the ACLU. When you sign up for Cash App and use the promo code NODUNKS, not only will you instantly receive 10 smackaroos, but Cash App will also donate 10 simoleons to the ACLU, an amazing organization founded in 1920 that's dedicated to defending and preserving the rights and liberties guaranteed to every person in the U.S. Don't forget promo code NODUNKS, one word, when you download Cash App from the App Store Google Play Store today. Our game last night was Mellow's Return, the yep. line... The Blazers were three-and-a-half-point favorites going into New Orleans. Lee and I took the Pelicans, who won outright, obviously covering the spread. Tass and Skeets took the Blazers. Yeah, we didn't know Lillard wasn't playing at the time when we were recording this yesterday morning. That hurt. That hurt for <clears> sure. <throat> I don't know if it would have changed your opinion there, Tass. Oh, of course. For that game, I think it would have had me as well. But, yep, good win from Trey and Lee. We got a tight one here. Very, very tight. I'm 7-6. and six. Lee, you're 7-6. and six. Tass and Trey, 6-7. and seven. Everybody. Right. Very, very close here in the month of November. Just a reminder, whoever's in last place at the end of the month got to do something weird, got to do something embarrassing, whatever it is. And we usually will be doing that on social media. So make sure you follow us at No Dunks Inc. on Twitter and Instagram. All right, tonight's game, though, there are, I don't know, 11 games on tonight? You are right. Something 11 like, games. Something like that. Uh, the Houston Rockets, hottest team in the league, are visiting the Denver Nuggets. Ooh. Rockets have won eight straight. Nuggets... A championship contender at home. Denver is a two and a half point favorite. So uh, tight line, tight oh my line. Goodness. Two two heavyweights in the Western Conference. Although some people don't think the Rockets are a heavyweight. So maybe you just say easy pick. You go with the Nuggets. What do you got, Lee? I'm just saying uh, Russell Westbrook is out. What? Apparently, oh, good tip. Wow, well, shouldn't have told oh, us. Uh, maybe shouldn't I shouldn't have, have said that. But listen, we can listen. change the game right now. Uh, no, let's do it. Let's no, do it with this all, news. Uh, what is it? Two and a half points. You yeah. said. Yeah. I'll, I'll take the Nuggies. Nuggies I'll at take home. The Nuggies. Yeah, the, the Rockets have been incredible so far. The Nuggets are a tough team to I bet know, on because you're like, I don't know. Are 15 threes going to fall for them tonight, <laughs> or not? Yeah. Great question. Uh, man. I will. I'll also take the Nuggets. I think the streak will end there for the Rockets. I'm going to take Denver. Favored by two and a half. Sure. Sure. I agree with you guys. I will also go with the Denver Nuggets. No Westbrook is a little a little worrying. The Rockets have been playing quite a bit lately. Maybe James Harden gets tired. Maybe he only has 40 points. <laughs> Can I just, I'll, just, I'll just let me just clarify here. I'm just seeing this off a, uh, off a betting website here that says Russell Westbrook out. Wow, uh, we, we don't know though. Yes, we don't uh, know. I'm not. I'm not. I wouldn't say that's a what website. You can name it. NBA lines. It's called. Uh, it's Vegas Insider. Chas, what's your pick? I know you're trying to. I like get fun. Research in there. I like fun. I don't care if Russ Burke is in or out. I'm taking the Rockets. All right, you get those points too. 
Always a smart decision to swerve when three guys here on No Dunks are taking the one team anyway. <laughs> we should we should have a yeah, against the swerve. You know how people have against the spread. We should have that because I think it's a pretty. I think you'd be favored right now. Yeah, possibly. All right, Taz got the Rockets. Everybody else has the Nuggets favored by two and a half. Thanks for joining us today, guys. Remember to keep an eye and ear for a brand new Beach Steppin' podcast later today, our mailbag-only episode. As I said, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at No Dunks Inc., and we'll talk to you soon. Clipper bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, Eddie Murphy killed it from 85 to... 83 to 88. There we go. Five years? No. That's it. That's it, man. He had that short little burst. You thought thought you said said 90-something. Nah. nah. He had some movies in the 90s. Oh, that was Eddie Murray. He killed it in the 90s. Embrace the day, people. (laughs) 